Today we are joined by Lebuhang Musia, who is a journalist filmmaker her pronouns are she her and she has been a she is a bisexual woman and has been polyamorous for about two years in the city so far Mm -hmm. so she is in johannesburg she was based in johannesburg moved to cape town moving further off starting a podcast she owns a wine she owns she a winery she, she must be my best friend that one they have like spot girls she will definitely tell us more <laughs> and the reason why i thought she was perfect on this is because i met her on twitter through mm-hmm. my friendship show i said girl let's be friends mm-hmm. and just her content on this particular topic is outrageous she mm-hmm. shares mm-hmm. everything she lets us know she's enlightening she is she wants you to know about this and I think that's why t- that's why we should have it today. So, Lebuhang, are you there? Hello. Hi. How are, are you, you, darling? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Beyond excited to finally have you. Does this count as our friendship date? No, absolutely. This is definitely our friendship date. What a lovely way to start a friendship. This is <laughs> this is how it. This is how it starts. So now we had a definition given to us in the beginning that i read so now that we have a definition of polyamory do you think so many people are already in non-monogamous relationships is it only right to develop a non-monogamy that is honest reasonable and socially socially acceptable absolutely absolutely i mean the whole premise of my non-monogamy is transparency and openness you know otherwise it's just cheating and um I preach this all the time, you know, there's no, there's no, I don't, I don't want to call it purity because that's when we're delving into respectability politics, but you have to be open and honest with your partner. Otherwise, then you're defiling the sanctity of polyamory, you know, and it's not fair. Yes. Yes. So open honestness, you see transparency, and we're going to go more onto your foundations of these relationships in the beginning. But firstly, I think we wanna we wanna understand how did you find out that this is something that appealed to you? This was the life you wanted to pursue. Where did it all start? Okay, so this journey started for me in about let's say beginning of twenty seventeen. Um, I actually almost got married, son. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I know. Um, and I <laughs> love him with all my heart. I still do. But I lost myself in that monogamous relationship, you know. Mm. Um, and when it kind of all fell apart, it started in its introspection. And I decided that I would no longer lose myself in romantic relationships. And that's where it basically all started. You know, because for me, polyamory is quite literally more love. Right. In my journey, yeah. In my journey, it's been about freedom. It's been about romantic expression that is free of, you know, the toxicity um, or the possessiveness Mm. that comes with this idea Mm. of monogamy. So, yeah, people call it self indulgence. I'm just putting myself first and I'm happy and I'm respecting the people that are involved. So, because of its progressiveness, it takes many forms and can be confused with a lot of things. So, yeah. some would ask, how does polyamory work for you? Okay, so, it's, it's, honestly, it's been a learning experience. Mm. Every day, 
every day I learned something new and with every partner and every relationship I learned something new. Um, I learned very early on that there is no blueprint for polyamory Mm -hmm. because, you know, I would move from, you know, I would meet somebody and develop a full three-dimensional relationship and then kind of take the things that I've learned um, in my polyamorous journey and try to apply them to the next person and it would always just blow up in my face. So there's absolutely no blueprint for polyamory. I've had multifaceted relationships because people are inherently different. Mm. You know, uh, when I started this journey, I had one primary partner, for instance, and many secondary partners. Okay. Then I ended that relationship with my primary partner, um, and then everybody just kind of was on the same level. You know, there was no secondary. Yeah. But people do it. People do it their way. Like even if you you could have two primary partners, you could have three primary partners, and everybody else is secondary. But like I said, there's no blueprint. You just decide the rules of the relationship mm. with your partner, you know, and everybody else involved. So this person, this perfectly speaks to one of the questions that we got from Sam. Sam yeah. asked, isn't polyamory all of you guys dating each other? Like if it's three people, then there are three of you in the relationship with one, with together. Yeah, okay. So I get this question um, a lot. You know, actually, I recently just had a relationship like that, very similar to mm-hmm. that, because... What I've been doing um, is having, you know, a partner and compartmentalizing my relationships. But I recently met these two beautiful, beautiful, beautiful men. And um, they were friends, and I didn't know that, you know. Oh, wow. So, again, in my transparency, (laughs) was like, listen, I'm seeing this person, and obviously I have an interest in seeing the next person. So, how would that, how do you feel about this, considering that you guys are like childhood friends? And so, we engaged what people call a throttle. Yes. And that's when, that's when obviously there's uh, one primary, like person, a primary, mm-hmm. and then there are two people, uh, and then the relationship obviously centers around me, right? And now there are different kinds of throttles. Mm-hmm. You could have a throttle where one partner is sexually fluid, because I was obviously, I was with two men, not obviously, because I'm, I'm bisexual. I was with two men at mm-hmm. the time. And they were both, you know, cis head men. So the, I was the axis with, within which I guess the relationship revolved around. And, um, but then you get different throuples where you have a partner and then one sexually through a partner and all three partners engage sexually. You know, again, there's no rules to this. You just, it, I mean, it all depends on the type of person that you are and what you're looking for. Okay, so I just want to I want to take us two steps back because I think yeah. we lost a few people on the way there. So, firstly just to define that cishet is a cisgender heterosexual person. So, yeah. when the Wuhang said cishet, mm-hmm. they were cisgender heterosexual and that speaks to their gender and their sexuality. And yeah. then there um the Wuhang mentioned uh, thruples. So thruples fall into a form of polyamory. It's not a whole now separate thing. We're just speaking of the different structures and forms that polyamory takes in. Yeah. So now when it comes to the people in the relationship, so you just said that in your previous one, you all knew each other. Um, yeah. Are they also polyamorous? Are there a maximum number of partners that you particular particularly would rather have so do you have a maximum that you can do four partners at a time 
or um where do you stand how do you navigate that is that and we fully understand that it's something of it's a it's what you feel like it's where you sit yeah. i know especially my co-host is looking like at side <laughs> let's con- let, I, let us i'm trying to find myself in this conversation i've got so many questions i've got so many who ha yo <laughs> so don't yeah, mind me lebo hang but you know what no. Okay, l- l- let's answer uh, the maximum uh, partners that you can have. And then I'll okay. put in my questions. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm giving Sposite this look like, OMG. <laughs> okay. And also, my God, Tech Guy is literally gasping in studio. And I'm I just... Know, I get this all the time. People, like, I'm so used to it, actually. You know, it's, just, yeah. it's part of my lived experience. Okay, okay. okay. So, all my partners are polyamorous. And I prefer it that way, personally. Because... I have had a monogamous partner before and it didn't end well because it actually was two monogamous partners. It was a, a girl, a girl and a guy, right? A man and a woman. And they both ended up being consumed again by the possessiveness that I believe monogamy breeds. You know, monogamy has kind of socialized us to think that this is my person. Therefore, their heart is mine. Their time is mine. Their love is mine. You know, which I think is completely ridiculous because nobody belongs to anybody. You know, um, with regards to having a maximum uh, a number of partners, again, you and your partner write the rules of your relationship. There's no blueprint. Again, personally, I don't care how many partners my partners have as long as, number one, they are transparent, and number two, they practice safe sex. That's really important because obviously then it's, it becomes quite risky. Um, my objective in being polyamorous is to experience more freely. And I feel like giving myself a maximum number of partners is to limit that very experience. But then I've been with people, usually men, that are kind of threatened by the idea of this like, sexually liberated black woman having more, than, more partners than they have partners. And so they try to, like, police that, you know, like, I'm only comfortable with you being with two people or whatever. But, again, you navigate that. You know, you have to respect your partner um, in anything. And the only way to to understand each other is to be transparent. So now, Lebuhang, you know, uh, like, as I'm saying, my brain is running with me. First things first, (laughs) what is the difference between polyamory and uh-huh. an open relationship? Um, okay, so polyamory, okay, there are more similarities than there are differences. Let me say that. Polyamory is more, okay, an open relationship involves a primary partner, mm-hmm. and you guys are, it's like two people that have committed to one another. And they've decided to open up their relationship, but in a way that almost is led by a sexual desire Mm. as opposed to like having an affair. You know, if your relationship is open, it's you and your primary partner um, having an emotional and sexual relationship. And then you open up your relationship to having other sexual partners, but not necessarily having an affair. Mm. You know, like a, you know, a full-on romantic connection. Polyamory, on the other hand, is me, for instance, being in love with three men and one woman. 
right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it is. So it's it's, and then again, there's subsection in you know my definition of polyamory where you again write the rules with with uh, your partners, but it's it's love and it's love that extends to everybody involved, not just you and somebody else, and then you know everybody else by extension. So now, with polyamory, do you guys all know each other? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's really important to me. Um, I, I personally prefer to meet my partners, mm-hmm. my partner's partners. Yo, um, guys. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you remember intersections? That's what's coming into my yes, mind right now. Yes. And I'm like, guys, are we, is this not intersections? Okay, I must, I, me and I'm glad you're laughing. I mean, we are on the same page until it got to here. Like, I don't, like, if yes. I ever had to go into a polyamorous relationship, I don't yes. think I would want to know my partner's partners i don't even want to know their yeah. instagram handle can you please have two hours for the show because oh my gosh guys like okay so so and i get it honestly i really do get it mm-hmm. because again with monogamy we've all been socialized to feel awkward when we see somebody that we're in love with interact with somebody that they're in love with mm. you know but that's all ego you know, if we put all of that stuff aside, it really doesn't matter as long as you're happy, you're fulfilled. Like, that's the most there important it is. thing. So for me, it's like, it's important for me to meet my partners very early on. I need to know, like, who you're talking to so that I'm not blindsided. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't want... I don't want there to be any kind of, like, secrecy because for me, that's cheating. Yeah, that is cheating, lying, not telling me, lying by omission, just lying straight up, not being completely honest about what's going on. That is lying. So if you're seeing somebody or talking to somebody, I would like to know from jump. I would like to meet that person. But again, I understand that some people, not everybody is like that. So we have to respect people's boundaries, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. And I think (laughs) if we just... (laughs) Big Mike, the tech guy, is shaking his head. Mm-hmm. Smarter is exhaling. <laughs> I have every week. Let me tell you. I wish you were on studio to see our facial expressions. Eh? I truly wish you were here. Every week I come to studio and I think I shock them with something I say. But today I no, she silenced us. We today are. I have shocked them to the next no. level. No, that's why you need to come on studio. We need to ask for a two-hour segment you. just with you. No, hey? honestly, I got you guys. I got you guys. So, but so the next up question becomes: in negotiating the terms of polyamorous relationships, individuals often emphasize values within polyamory. So let's talk about some of the core values of polyamory for you. Let's say, what are your non-negotiables when it comes into entering the relationships? Are you willing to be someone's affair? So this person is monogamous, but. They're <laughs> straight up no. Okay, let's hear more. No. Okay. Okay. So, like I said, I've been saying this. I've been saying this word, and it's important for me to keep mentioning it. Transparency, transparency, transparency. Mm. I have to put an emphasis on that because some people will use non-monogamy without transparency, like as an excuse. You know what I mean? Mm. And then they, like I said, defile the sanctity of polyamory, which is about love and everybody being comfortable and nobody being threatened and jealousy not governing, you know, the way we move. So 
I, I, I cannot, I can't be with somebody that is going to hide me. Yeah. I can't. I refuse to be with somebody that's going to treat me like a makwapeni or a side chick or, you know what I'm saying? Because that's not what this is about. This is about two adults coming together and having multiple relationships consensually. And so we have to respect everybody by letting people know. Like, I do that when I meet somebody, um, and it's, it's, it's something that I've had to kind of navigate as well mm-hmm. because initially you, you know you meet somebody you have a connection with them and you're afraid to lose that connection by mm-hmm. confessing that okay this is the lifestyle that i'm living you know but i've just i've made it i don't know like it's just something that i have conviction in yeah where i'm like okay listen i need to allow the people that i engage with to practice their agency i cannot hide it because i'm afraid that you know, I'm going to lose companionship. Mm. If I lose that companionship, then it, you know... It was never meant for you. There it is. Okay. I want to to ask... Wait, before Mm -hmm. you ask, Mm -hmm. I think I just want to reiterate something that was so important that you said, Mm -hmm. and that it's guiding from a place of love. Mm -hmm. It's not guiding from jealousy. It's not guiding from fear. It's guiding from a place of love and wanting to... It's not lust. Either. It's not lust. It's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's so important. I think and Lebhang describes it as the sanctity of polyamorous. It's not this thing yeah. that's dirty. It's not messy. It's not. And I think those are such important words to associate with this because it's Absolutely. not also cheating. It's yeah, it's not. But okay, so you had okay, a question. Yeah. But as much as guys, you know what? I'm listening to you guys and I'm like, okay, Yazini. It's still something we are not used to. So it's still something which we still need to be educated about. It's still technically a taboo, you know. So as you are speaking and you are speaking about transparency and how people need to be transparent, I'm just thinking of a scenario. Is it you walking into the mall with your partner, you see the secondary partner, and then you're like, hey, babe, on the cheek, everybody knows about it type situation. Because I'm trying to see how does that play out, especially if your partner has not been open to you to introduce you to the other multiple partners which they have. Yes. Okay, so that would obviously play out really badly Mm -hmm. Like I'm a I'm, I'm a leader. I'm confrontational. I just like be honest with me so that we know how to move properly, you know. Mm. But if I saw if I saw one of my partners with one of their partners, you keep it cool. Like I mean, you don't. There's no need. Like I said, ego. There's no need for any of that, mm. Mm. you know, because I know that this person is not mine to own, mm. but their relationship with me is sacred. Okay, and their relationship with me is is independent to their relationships with anybody else. You know, if you, as soon as you understand that, then it becomes so much easier to move and navigate through these things. Because jealousy is a human emotion. Mm, jealousy mm. is something that you feel, you know, regardless. And it's just about, I guess, your reaction to that. You know, that's what I've had to learn. I've actually had to unlearn that because I'm, I'm, I was such a jealous person. And... Mm. Um, the one thing that I've unlearned is that, you know, first of all, jealousy breeds toxicity and it's just an ugly mm-hmm. thing. I don't have to, I don't have to be ashamed of feeling jealous. I just have to be ashamed of acting, you know, like out of character when I am jealous. 
I think people feel inadequate in their plea because they feel like they'll be loved less by the other partner. So there's a lot of agreement happening on the oh, Insta wow. Live. <laughs> Big Mike just came to say hi. And if you want to wow. join that, you can join me at Siposi So Lebuhang, you still there? Yes. So, so in the song, so I chose that song. I never choose songs in the studio, but I particularly mm. chose the song because Kanye uh, West she always does. Oh, like, okay, uh, I'm thinking, what? Apparently, I always choose songs. <laughs> she does. But anyway, Kanye West said, "Love is cursed by monogamy," and as one who's practiced outside of monogamy, can you con- mm. can you concede that is he is he onto something? Is there is there something right there? Everyone on the Instagram live is kind of saying personally they'd try something new. I mean Sam said that she'd do two men if she had a choice, but it's about love, it's not about the people. Um but yeah, and can you let us know, can you let us in, like pierce the veil on, is it always going to be rosy? Is it, is it always good? Yeah. What is some, do you have a story that has depicted, listen, hey, this is tough. And I like that question because no offense, <laughs> listening in the first segment, it was a beautiful, yeah. rosy, you know, sunflower story. So I'd actually love to know oh, the no, challenges. So good question. Of mm. course, of course. Okay, so I absolutely agree with, um, you know, Kanye's sentiment. I mean, relationships are hard work as it is. So you can imagine how emotionally laborious having multiple relationships can be. Like, I would be lying through my beautiful teeth if I said it was easy all the time. It's not. Mm. It really isn't. And and it takes a certain kind of person to um, to commit to this. You know, um, actually, okay, so talking about bad experiences, I, my first polyamorous partner, so this was like two years ago, uh, I was dating this beautiful Zimbabwean man. Like, everything was perfect. He just got me. Like, we were also just like aesthetics. It just worked, you know? Um, and then, I don't know, man, like, things just started to change. You know, when you can just see your partner, you could see like maybe their love for you kind of diminish like slowly but surely and i'm an intuitive person and i like i said confrontational so i said i was like okay what's going on you know um so then it comes out that he he uh he later confessed that he went through my phone and he saw something uh and misinterpreted it because we obviously had the conversation about it and went back and i explained it away and I could have explained it away then had he, obviously, shouldn't have gone to my phone to begin with. But had he said, okay, listen, I went to your phone, and I'm so sorry to invade your privacy, but this is what I saw, and it, was, it made me uncomfortable. What does it mean? Mm. Because it only took him maybe, like, two months or so to kind of, like, confess. Cause, and then within that two months, like, our relationship was just really, really tumultuous. Mm. So I was so mad because I just couldn't understand why you know someone that I had been so open with and so honest with and somebody that I had loved so much you know would feel the need to be and I revered him you know like this was the first person that I'd been with that didn't I didn't have to hide you know my romantic interests with other people because I feel like we have connections with people all the time, you know. Every day you meet somebody that you connect with, mm-hmm. whether it's romantic, platonic, familiar, whatever. And um, 
in a monogamous relationship, I'd always, I felt like I always had to hide that to coddle my partner's ego. Like, you don't want to tell your partner that, you know, somebody was in your DMs kind of hitting on you, or it was just funny banter, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, that ended up going really, really south, and we had planned a trip to Bali. I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I planned a trip to Bali oh, yeah. with him. Did you see this tweet? I, I saw this tweet. Yeah, so I tried to trip to Bali with him, and like, I'm that girl, like, itinerary, everything. I was like, yes, I was so proud. I was like, (laughs) I know who I'm going on vacation with. Right? I did everything. And then, so he went to my phone, and like, I obviously knew that everything wasn't going to be, you know, okay, but then it just just got so sour that we kind of went on a break. Um, And it was actually a breakup. But, like, we ended up getting back together, which is crazy. I don't know why I would do that to myself. Anyways, so then I later learned that this man took somebody else to Bali using my itinerary. Like, activities <laughs> and all. Those are mid. I know. It's so crazy. And the thing is, like, I knew that I couldn't. I didn't. I wasn't mad at the fact mm. that he had taken somebody else. I was mad at the fact that he lied to me about it. Mm. You know? And because we got back together, and then when I found that out, I was like, listen, I'm done. Okay, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Um, because lying is something that I really can't move past. Mm. You, know how some, you know how people ask you all the time, like, is it cheating if you do this? You know, would your partner consider it cheating if you do this? And we have these, like, crazy hypothetical situations, and they differ from, like, making out to, like, having sexual intercourse with mm. somebody. For me, it's, like, the common thread through these hypothetical situations is lying, you know? Would your partner be, like, would you be able to tell your partner about this particular sexual experience or whatever this is? Like, how would it make your partner feel? That's what's important. Yeah. So, the lying thing, I just could not move past. I was like, you already went through my phone, I took you back, like, you took this woman to Bali, Mm. embarrassed me for days. And then, like, you lied about it, which, again, is not, it's not the reason why I, I wanted to do this with you, yeah. you know? So, yeah, and things have been really crazy as well. Like, I was, another situation, like, I dated this woman, and, oh, it was just so bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Okay, so I dated this woman, and our relationship was so great, and we would so she's also bisexual mm-hmm. so she had male partners as well so we would engage in uh, threesomes with each other's partners and something crazy happened and oh, it was just really bad there was a pregnancy scare and, <gasps> you know it gets complicated but they're honest about it they're transparent about it yeah you're all getting diseases from men who claim to be I, only dating you i'm just saying yeah. like i'm trying to think i mean with such situation pregnancy scare and yeah. with our whole hiv aids virus you know last week was yeah. just speaking about it how does that work now? Because there has to be a lot of trust in such a relationship. So how no. does that element of, listen, I trust you, you with me, and yeah. I'm not sick, 
type situation or I'm not going okay. to put myself in a position where I'm infected, whether it's HIV or an STD. Mm. Yes. Okay, so I I have this one rule that I absolutely will not compromise on. Mm. Okay, sex is number one. Mm. Yes. Number one, number one, number one. So using condoms, I'm on contraceptives and I use PrEP mm. as well because I have a woman partner. Mm. So I'm on PrEP. Um, take all these, you know, uh, precautions, these safety precautions. When I meet somebody new before I engage sexually with mm. them, I get tested. I get these home tests. Um, these home HIV tests from yes. um, this camp. This camp. Mm-hmm. Um, they range from about like 40 something rand to like 200. Mm. And you get results in like 15 minutes. They're mm. so efficient. And then you can just chuck them away when you're done. So that I do these home tests. And then again, obviously, I'd have to go to the doctor and test for STD. So that I'll get a blood test when I, before I engage sexually with this new person. Mm. You know, um, and that's what I do. I test all the time. People think, like, I'm hypersexual, which I am. That has nothing to do with my polyamory. Yeah. Know? The safe sex part is incredibly imperative because it could go south so quickly. Like, people would like engaging in risky behavior. And, and I just, I don't condone that. I don't, I can't condone that. Lebuchang, you see, I, I get that. Risky. Now, yeah. the only thing is, right, I mean... it it's a process who are you where are we meeting the whole situation but now you think of you've met this person you guys are vibing okay let's go home uh this is my partner i mean this is life it happens it's not something okay i've got enough time let's go prep so in such situations where it's heat of the moment i'm into you into me wham bam thank you ma'am how does do you, you guys work around that? Thank you, ma'am. Mm. You it's, 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 it's like a risky. decision. It's You're doing yeah. a conscious decision to do this. And I think what's really important for how Lebohang has set up her experiences is that they're relationships. Mm. They're not quickies. Yeah. They're not one session. So there's time to prepare. The get-to-know-you stage that many of you are stuck in exactly. is the time. <laughs> <laughs> guys, sorry. Lebohang, you know, I am shaking my head. I'm like, hey, hey yeah, about these okay. smarties y'all are eating. We're running out of time Which is my least favorite time of the day Especially on topics oh, that I yeah. love But I also do yeah. want to read some of our um, Social media comments So Kanye says People will look you deep in your eyes Without a condom Knowing that they're not being faithful One, in your no- monogamous relationships And Sam yeah. has said But protection I feel like it's vital when you're having a threesome with someone that you're n- That's not your partner partners sometimes we can't we can't confirm anything um, and then Sam Spatley is report is saying to you kaloku sana thank you ma'am condom yeah no but that's what we're trying to push but again guys we need to be real uh, I, I wish you that do. was the case and then we wouldn't even have HIV AIDS but unfortunately Sam yeah. people are still having unprotected sex because of let's yeah. quickly do it now so yeah, yeah. okay but Lebohang just I'm two quick mm, yeah. I, I love you so much and you'll do <laughs> the podcast there'll be a whole podcast Big Mike is looking at me yeah. for time in this polyamorous <laughs> situation what is your option for oh. marriage <laughs> like that's that was the question. Are you marrying all your partners? Are you marrying the pr- what? What do you want to get married? Is marriage an option? In your quickest okay. response, okay, marriage is an option, but I've never really believed in the institution of marriage, so it's not an option for me. But yes, it is an option for polyamorous people. 
I would only marry someone who would take me as I am. And unfortunately, mm. the way patriarchy is set up in this country, I don't think many men would be up for that challenge. So for me, it's companionship that's paramount, not marriage. Like you could be with somebody for the rest of your life. You don't have to marry them to validate the quality of your love, you know? 100%. And then one yeah. thing you want people to know so all the beautiful people listening to us right now what is one thing you want them to know about polyamory um okay i tell people all the time um first of all i'm a sexual being because i'm a sexual being not because i'm polyamorous Mm. i have partners who aren't as promiscuous as i am because people think people think i'm really like a double trouble because it's polyamorous and bisexual so they think i'm greedy they label me as this greedy person you know what i mean and it's not like that you know because i have partners that aren't like me Mm. um and so to do that is to diminish their experience you know um uh another thing is that i want people to know that polyamory really isn't for everyone just as monogamy isn't for everyone exactly um people are so quick to impose their lived experiences on others because they think that their way of life is right and mine is wrong you know so let me do what makes me happy and you do you boo boo like we good there we go and that was Lebu Musia um, or on Twitter you can find her at Lebu Musia a journalist filmmaker a bisexual polyamorous woman and quite frankly all around fantastic Literally, literally, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you know what? I, I want you here on studio. It's just a sad you're not in Joburg because I, I want to look time. you in the eye while I ask these questions and be like, Mukel, Mukel, eh, eh, because that's how I was like, y'all are eating smarties up in here. Eh, 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 eh. There are things we need to discuss, things we need to address, but other than that, you've been phenomenal, you've been amazing, and thank, thank you, you for introducing me. us into your world. It's not an easy thing, especially mm-hmm. the world we live in is so judgmental so it's you introducing us into your world you letting us know guys this is what's happening i'd also love to know in the next segment when we invite you no telling your family guys i promise they will not coming back uh, we'll discuss that <laughs> okay. We have to listen to her podcast Lebuhan, can you give us Do you yeah. know when it's coming And while you listen to her podcast Do drink her wine, guys You see, I'm getting you yeah, sorted Lebuhan, in one place so yeah, you putting me on but, yeah, We must be friends in that department The winery, hello <laughs> Okay, so the wine is called The Bridge of Hope Wines um, Everybody can just find it online And make their orders online the podcast is coming out soon. I can't really say much about it because it's still in the conceptualization phase. But everything that we've spoken about is will be delved into, will be expanded. And, yeah, I'm going to be open and honest and vulnerable. And mm. I want everybody to hear and learn and unlearn with me. So that was our phenomenal guest, Lebuhang Musia. And this has been The Love Shack. I think a phenomenal show. Big Mike, are you changed? You. Have you changed your mind in any way? We yes, no. hear his answer. He said, he said he's willing to hear more. <laughs> now that you've heard more. Uh, it sounds cool. Uh, no, no, no. I changed the mind. I've changed the mind. I've got it. It's cool. Yeah. Smash it. very single smash it. guys. Monogamy. Askis lebuhangi. Yazi. Ni yola. We can be squad goals with the wine. Maraka. That, that life. Uh uh. And easy. And we have changed the, we have changed the minds of some people on social media. So do thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Thank you for listening to us. This has been the Love Shack on 88.1. Have a good evening. Drive safely.